And I have in studio the uh, resident, is it resident representative? Yes. Resident representative of the IMF in Ghana, Dr. Albert Tuna Mama. And we're going to talk about the IMF and Ghana. Uh, just to give you a quick story that a press release that was sent a couple of, I think today or yesterday. Story on City News from IMF team concludes mission, reaffirms commitment to support Ghana. And the story says the International Monetary Fund has reaffirmed its commitment to support Ghana following the conclusion of its visit to the country. The discussions focused on improving fiscal balances in a sustainable way while protecting the vulnerable and poor, ensuring credibility of the monetary policy and exchange rate regimes, preserving financial sector stability, and designing reforms to enhance growth, create jobs, and strengthen governance. At the conclusion of the mission, the IMF team, led by its division chief, Carlo Sralevich, Sralevich, concluded that, quote, Ghana is facing a challenging economic and social situation amid an increasingly difficult global environment. The fiscal and debt situation has severely worsened following the COVID-19 pandemic. It said the global economic shock caused by the war in Ukraine is hitting Ghana at a time when the country is still recovering from the COVID-19 pandemic shock with limited room for maneuver. These adverse developments have contributed to slowing economic growth accumulation of unpaid bills, a large exchange rate depreciation, and a surge in inflation. The IMF team met with His Excellency Vice President Dr. Mahmoud Baumia, Finance Minister Honorable Kenoforiata, Governor of the Bank of Ghana, Dr. Kwabana Addison. The team also met with the Parliament's Finance Committee, civil society organizations, and development partners, including UNICEF and the World Bank, to engage in social spending. So today I've invited Dr. Abertuna Mama to put all of this in context it's been a very very economy heavy past three weeks where information minister announced that the president had directed the minister of finance to officially engage with the imf following the president's meeting or phone call with the managing director of the imf dr tuna welcome to the show thank you for having me uh bernard yeah. Is Good it morning tu- to your viewer. So it's Tuna least, Mama. Yes. Is it Tuna Mama as one name or just Tuna or Mama? It has to be Tuna Mama. Tuna Mama, I see. So you've been very busy, so thank you for coming because I know it's been a very busy day for you. Uh, I think it was two Fridays ago that the uh, Information Minister of Ghana announced that the President had asked the Finance Minister to engage the IMF. So what did that mean for you being the guy running their activities here in Ghana? Uh, first and foremost, uh, uh, Bernal, let me um, make a couple of points uh, to start and acknowledge that uh, uh, you know these are really uh, difficult times, um, not only in Ghana but but you know around the world. Um, in Ghana, uh, we've seen uh, with the latest release of uh, the inflation numbers last uh, yesterday, at around 29.8 that uh, for the layman, I should say, um, you know, cost of living and living standards have been uh, affected uh, even more. Um, so I have a lot of uh, sympathy for, you know, all the requests uh, legitimate um, because of loss of, of real income by, by labor. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know that inflation is, is a tax uh, uh, to the poor. Yeah. Um, so we we um, uh, we really sympathize with that, and you know this is something that we have we have in mind. The second point that I want to make, and I've been amazed uh, since the announcement of of you know this request by the number of uh, uh, people, you know, mm-hmm. civil so- uh, civil uh, um, uh, civil society, civil society organization, think tanks that have really worked really hard to explain to mm-hmm. the public. I mean. Yeah. They're making my, my life or my job easier, right? Okay. Because, uh, I mean, from Bright Simons to yourself to Professor Bokpin uh, to uh, George Waffe, I mean, really a lot of people have tried to, to explain what, mm-hmm. what that means. And, and I think that um, it's good that, you know, independent people try, you know, do, do this, this, this work. For me as a res rep, when this call uh, comes, of course, is not completely uh, unanticipated. I mean, we worked really hard to uh, have a system of what I would call early warning, where we track uh, various uh, indicators. 
we track the political economy and uh, we we remain most of the time ready to the extent possible and you know given the data that are available uh, to know when when that time uh, may come so for me as a res rep of course the first thing is to um, uh, you know be in touch with my headquarters after uh, confirming that the authorities in fact uh, uh, have made that request um, try to alert uh, my team tried to alert uh, various players inside the institution that uh, Ghana has requested uh, an arrangement just, just to get the ball rolling so that everybody is on high alert. Mm. For us specifically as a team, um, and given the, the urgency, the question really was how soon can we get there first to uh, convey uh, to Ghana the importance that the International Monetary Fund uh, has for the country, mm -hmm. but also uh, to assess, you know, how deep is the hole, how difficult is the situation, and and really get 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 started. Mm -hmm. um, this is exactly what we, we've done. The official announcement was made on July first. Mm -hmm. uh, our first team members were uh, in Accra on on uh, on five of July, right? Mm -hmm. So. Uh, really really uh, rapidly if, if wow. I can say so what you're saying is that based on the work you do you should not be surprised when a country reaches out if you are doing your work well because you would have been monitoring the situation independently so if they are, if the request to you had come in you're like whoa how did that happen that means you failed so essentially you are saying you are not surprised you knew that it was within the horizons of possibility or it was quite likely, even though I'm I'm, prem I'm premising this because even though in the local discussion, the Minister of Finance and other officials had made it quite clear that they were not interested in a program at this time. I think that um, even before the announcement was made, um, you know, calls to uh, uh, to come to the fund uh, were widespread. You yep. know, um, not by us because. For us, I think that the authorities are, you know, sovereign in, in, in making that decision. But uh, various segments, various stakeholders uh, were of the view that uh, this was a viable option given the, the, the mounting uh, problems. Um, we, of course, have more precise data and uh, we, um, we, we, you know, we thought that this this would be a possibility, right? Desp despite, of course, uh, the, you know the the direction that the authorities uh, um, signal that that they wanted to uh, to take, uh, namely not to come to the front. We still needed to be ready. Of course, we we cannot know um, exactly the timing and whether mm. the alternative uh, would work or would not work. But we we need to be ready. I think this is really yeah. in that sense that. Mm. Uh, you have to be ready. Yeah. Now, I'm asking this because when you read your Article 4 uh, summary, your visit, and then the July last year report, the tone seemed relatively positive. Let me read some highlights. While, this is an exact summary. While noting that the risk to Ghana's capacity to repay have increased, directors concur that they are still manageable and that Ghana's capacity to repay the fund remains adequate. Directors welcome the fiscal adjustment envisaged in 2021 budget. They stress that fiscal consolidation is needed to address the debt sustainability and rollover risks as Ghana continues to be classified as a high debt distressed country. To protect the most vulnerable, considerations should be given to more progressive revenue measures and a faster return to pre-pandemic levels of spending. Directors agree that the monetary policy stance remains broadly appropriate, while noting that tighter policy would be needed if inflation pressures materialize. So my, my point is that the, the Article 4 consultation and the, the summary did not, look, did not spell doom. It, it almost said things are hard, but the things you are doing are okay. That was July last year. So how come between July 2021 and July 2020, all of a sudden, we've had to reach out and say, guys, we need you to come and help us solve our problems. What went wrong? Um, I mean... The assessment is made on on a on a forward-looking base, and um, you know we take into consideration mm. um, the plans and and you know 
policies that uh, uh, the authorities uh, want to put in place to address whatever vulnerability uh, mm -hmm. is there. So that's that's the first thing. Mm -hmm. uh, the second thing is that uh, um, I think the world has, has changed quite uh, drastically uh, since July last year. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, I, I can name a few a few things that have happened. Mm -hmm. uh, both globally and, and, and locally. I think that um, while last year, you know, there was still a, a debate globally on, you know, whether the amount of, of uh, fiscal stimulus pushed uh, by uh, bigger economies, uh, the U.S. Uh, specifically, will, will generate inflation, mm -hmm. you know, it has become now clear that uh, inflation is a fact and, and you know, it's very likely that uh, this this will remain with us for a long time, and that has a lot of implication uh, for a country like Ghana. That um, you know, until now, had a, if I can say, a business model to raise financing globally. Because mm. when inflation increases uh, that much, uh, you know, the Federal Reserve uh, in the U.S. really need to tighten strongly. Mm -hmm. Therefore, make. Uh, U.S. assets more attractive and, you know, attract capital outside Outflow. of emerging countries, mm -hmm. right? And it, that makes uh, mm -hmm. uh, um, borrowing for a country like Ghana, even without any other shock, uh, it makes borrowing very expensive. But locally, uh, a lot has also uh, changed. Um, we've seen, uh, uh, you know, we've seen, uh, I mean, after July of course, you know, the the budget uh, for this year was announced mm -hmm. in, in November. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I must say that budget um, was uh, really scrutinized in, you know, giving the direction of, of uh, whether Ghana will be able to address those vulnerabilities. And I think that that was an important marker. If you recall, uh, the day the budget was announced or the next day, we've seen... Uh, Ghana's eurobond spread um, widen. Uh, I mean, to, to, to put it more um, in simple words, uh, investors started requesting a higher premium in order to to, to lend to Ghana. Right? De facto, this was a signal that the direction that that uh, they are seeing in the budget was not uh, unfortunately convincing for them. And uh, from there. Uh, we've seen, uh, you know, credit ratings uh, downgrade. Uh, mm. You know, we've seen a lot of uh, uncertainty around the passage of, of the e-levy. So mm. I think that we can agree that a lot of things have happened that uh, have made, you know... Uh, so the assessment yeah. as of July 2021, while it was true, by November, December, and certainly by March of the next year, things had deteriorated pretty badly. Yes, I think that uh, if you read carefully our report, I mean, I, we've had that conversation before uh, at, uh, I think, one, one, of, one of your shows. Mm. Um, I, of course, we always accused of, um, you know, casting our final assessment in a way that is very balanced. But I think that uh, uh, people that have uh, the habit of reading our reports uh, know what, what to look for, you know. <laughs> you mean we can break the code of your 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 diplomatic speech? I mean, it's not just a diplomatic speak, speech, right? I mean, Ghana is an emerging uh, market country, one that is, um, you know, depends quite quite integrated with, with financial markets, right? So you you have you need to have it's actually you know you, you are responsible uh, if you have uh, communication. That, that account for this fact. You don't want to have an alarmist communication and trigger a massive capital outflow, right? So, um, but at mm. the same time, you still mm. need to, 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 to put to convey. Because an example, for example, yes. let me give you something. You said directors noted that the financial sector cleanup had made the sector more resilient, but stressed that banks' growing holding of sovereign debt creates risks and crowded private sector. Basically, you're saying. The government is borrowing too much from these banks. So even though the 2017-2018 financial sector cleanup is good, when you look at the loan book of these banks, they are too exposed to the government. So if something were to happen and government cannot pay, the banking sector will be threatened. This is what I would say in English. 
But you have said banks growing holding of sovereign debt creates risks and crowd out private sector credit. I mean, somebody say, what does that even mean? <laughs> you know, why yeah, do you? I mean, why, why is it that you, you, you've said it's because you don't want to send out an alarmist uh, mind uh, in communication so that maybe the markets may overreact? But is there not a sense in which that may not make the point more rigorously vigorously to a government? I mean, or they understand. Let, let me say that, uh, you know, there's always uh, an ad memoir that believe if, if uh, the, the, you know, the, the top uh, policymakers. I mean, the report that is published is, is let's, let's face it, is a, is a, a light version and, and more um, crafted version in terms of, of how to communicate. Um, but the report that uh, we live with, you know, with the top policymakers is is very candid, um, very direct, and and uh, you know, some may say sometimes uh, uh, perhaps too alarmist, but I think that um, we will not do our job appropriately if if we don't flag the risk mm. to um, you know the ultimate uh, uh, decision makers when it comes to the management of the economy. Okay. That, uh, let me put it this way. Good. So let's just go back. We've announced an IMF program. We've done this at least, some people say 17, some say 16 times. Why do we have to go through all the meetings and all the... Like, we, we are in dire stress. We say, IMF, come and sort us out. You've been based here for years. So why don't you just come and say, Ghana, you need $3 billion. Here is $3 billion. Sort yourself out. Pay when you're ready. Why does it have to have a mission... Come, go, come, go, come, January, before you even think about whether you're even going to give us any money at all. I think it's a good question and, and you know, uh, one that um, uh, we, uh, we get, uh, I guess, quite often. Um, first thing first, it's important to, uh, you know, find out what's exactly the, the nature of, of, of the problem that, that has led to a request for a program. Um, we lend typically uh, to uh, support, uh, you know, I mean, I'll say the balance of payment, but I think what's important is what, what trigger the balance of payment need, right? Um, therefore, we need to... Uh, as part of our due diligence, uh, find out really to, to the details what is generating that, right? I mean, you can have a situation that um, is uh, really transitory, created just by a, a massive shock and, you know, for a reason that um, that is perhaps beyond the control of, of, of the country, mm-hmm. uh, some financing are just not materializing without having, uh, let's say, a domestic problem that, that, that is obvious. And, uh, you know, you can think of, of uh, a natural disaster. You can think of, of uh, let's say, even the pandemic, right? I mean, you've seen that during the pandemic, we've deployed uh, a t- specific type of instrument called the rapid credit facility, mm-hmm. you know, um, Disbursement on the spot, uh, a lump sum disbursement for a need that 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 has emerged uh, because of of a, of, of a shock of, of this nature, mm-hmm. you know. So that's that's one type of of uh, of. Uh, you, of you want to what what you're saying is that you want to be sure that the way the government sees its problem is the way the fund sees the problem. That's what you mean by you want to establish the nature of the cause. So you want to be sure that. What went wrong from the two sides? You agree that this is what went wrong? Uh, yes. I mean, you know, let, let me let me get to that. I mean, I, I start by taking the case of of the the rapid credit facility, uh-huh. right? And um, you know, there it was it was an actual shock, an mm-hmm. urgent uh, need, and uh, it took us uh, uh, basically around four weeks to to complete the operation. Right, because it was clear there was really um, no need to to do any more due diligence because we've been battling that with some other member member countries since uh, December uh, 2019. So we knew the nature of the shock. So 
uh, it was clear to us that uh, a rapid disbursement was was uh, what what uh, what was required. Uh, what was required. Mm. But you can also have um, uh, balance of payment needs, you know, coming from uh, what I'll call more more uh, structural issues, right? And I think that's that's the case we are in mm. uh, in Ghana. And for these cases, the expectation is that um, you know a rapid disbursement mm. will not solve the problem, right? You, you really need to go into those structural issues. Uh, in order to to solve uh, uh, that need and be sure that after a couple of years, um, the country is back to uh, some sort of an equilibrium. Mm. And um, I mean, it sounds easy in, in practice, but we, uh, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it sounds it sounds easy, but what we need to do in this case is really to have um, a lot of experts looking at, you know. Spending controls, PFM, uh, domestic revenue mobilization, really in in in, in uh, down to the details, in order to have a set of of levers that uh, can be uh, tracked during the program and can be put at, at as as targets for the government to achieve, right? Mm. And it takes a lot of work. So that's that's just the aspect of not only the assessment but also designing the program itself. Mm. But there is also the aspect of uh, the, the policies of, of the fund. Um, we need to, you know, to land consistent with a set of internal policies that that uh, the fund has. And, and I think one that has been uh, quite discussed uh, here in the media is, for example, that we cannot land in, into an unsustainable situation, right? So, therefore, there are a lot of discussions around, uh, you know, how, how to... I mean, I'm not saying that that's, that's the world we are in. We've not made that determination uh, uh, yet, but uh, this is a policy, right? This is a policy, and therefore, uh, we need to, uh, in our discussions, find ways uh, to, uh, to be able to lend to the country. So that's that's one t- one type of uh, of uh, of lending as well, and we need to do our due diligence to to get to that. If point. I get you right, whatever you do has to agree with your internal policy as IMF, and one of your policies is that you cannot lend to a country which has an unsustainable debt. Mm-hmm. So you have to establish whether the debt we have is sustainable. Again, break it down. If you say a debt is sustainable, what does it mean? Or if a debt is unsustainable, what does it mean in English? Um, if we say debt is, is sustainable, it means that uh, it can be serviced without uh, having to take measures that are detrimental both to your, 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 your social environment and your growth environment. For example, if you need to cut all government programs in order to service your debt and therefore, uh, you know, have uh, undue pressures on, on, on your social spending, uh, therefore, you know, just, just to service the debt, right? Therefore, uh, perhaps your debt is not sustainable. It's not at the level that you can, you can sustain it, to, to, to put it uh, simply, right? So, um, you know, the opposite is, of course, if it's unsustainable, if it's uh, sustainable, you should be able to run your government uh, without much stress, while still servicing. But, but, if, my, but, but, but no, if my if my debt were sustainable, I wouldn't come to you. <laughs> I mean, I'm being very simplistic here. Mm-hmm. As in, if <laughs> if what you just said is true, in terms of sustainability, in that simple sense, then why would a country come to IMF? Is it that 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 is sustainability a technical term of art? And it's not just English language. Because from the way I see it, if my, I'm in a sustainable debt position, there's no reason why I should come to IMF and say, come and sort me out. So I'm coming to you because I am... <laughs> do you understand? I, I, yeah, I do understand that the problems are not just uh, about the, the debt, right, for a typical economy. I mean, uh, as I mentioned, uh, you know, what we learn for is... Uh, First and foremost, for to sustain the, the balance of payment, basically you know, the balance between you know, what you export. I mean, very simplistically, uh, and, and and what you import, right? So you can have uh, an imbalance there for mm. other reasons than than just having a debt that is not sustainable, 
right? You can uh, you can be in a situation where um, you know the the you your imports are too big, mm. either because the banking system is lending too much, mm-hmm. and therefore you are approaching us to help you structure a program such that banks will not lend too much. And uh-huh. you know, as you do that, you still need to cover your balance of payment. Therefore, you need the funding that we bring. So this is a situation where it has nothing to do with uh, the, the the government itself, but more with the financial system. Uh, but still requires the IMF to come and bridge that gap in your balance of payment and design mm. uh, structural reforms uh, such that the banking system will have a, a more appropriate level yeah. of, of, of lending. So, but if I understand you correctly, it means that it is not automatic that we will get any money from you until you do a debt sustainability analysis and conclude that our debt is sustainable. We may not get any money from you. Um, well, it, typically, when when that is established, right, uh, mm-hmm. we we we, um, we we still do our um, we still continue to design a program, right? Okay. We design the program, and uh, we get to an agreement. But we also uh, indicate to uh, to the the government in question that they need to find a way. Uh, to uh, to make it sustainable. It's not that we just stop the work and we say, look, we've established that that is unsustainable, and therefore, wow. uh, you know. But it takes it takes. Uh, that's why it takes it takes a while, right, to get to get to a program. I mean, for situations where uh, the balance of payment need mm. is 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 coming from structural issues, um, it takes a few months mm. to, to reach a deal. And uh, of course, if there, there there's an issue also with debt being uh, unsustainable, we also need to wait for uh, the government in question wow. to find a way to make it sustainable. This is the case for Zambia right now, right? We've agreed at the staff level of what the program will look like, mm. how much money we'll, we'll give, what are the, the targets that they will have to achieve over three years. But the, the Zambian authorities are working with their creditors to make the debt sustainable, right? To get some debt relief, to restructure the debt in such a way that perhaps they'll, 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 they'll mm. reprofile the debt, yeah. the, the, the debt. And, you know, once we've made the assessment that this is enough for the debt going forward to be sustainable, uh, we transfer the file to our executive board and uh, we can reach wow. board a- approval. This is City Breakfast Show's 845 guest, Dr. Abetuna Mama. He's the resident rep for the IMF, the mission... Uh, just left, I think they left last night. This is the first visit of probably four or five, we don't know, to provide balance of payment support for Ghana. Trying to just establish the basis around which they work. We've learned a few things today. Essentially that uh, the conditions in Ghana have deteriorated pretty badly between 2021 July and now. Some external, some domestic. And also the two sides must agree on the nature of the problem to determine the design of the program and also we've established that it is not automatic that once the IMF comes in you're going to get any money because it, you, your debts have to be in a sustainable way just a side question is, could this be why Sri Lanka has gone where it went because I, I, was, I thought with all the problems we were facing they would have approached and possibly did approach the IMF and it's, I don't know whether it's because it's taking time or whether you people don't think they're in a position to pay I'm not sure if they are on an IMF program as we speak, are they? Would you no, know? They, they are not on an IMF program. They've probably waited uh, too long uh, to approach us. Yes, it's, it's, it's a case where that is not sustainable and where they need to, to work with their creditors. But it's also a case where they've waited so long that uh, they've run out of, of, uh, of dollars to pay for uh, critical goods like fuel imports and, 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 um, and medicines. And and uh, because of that, that has had some uh, major social repercussion, mm. right? People went on the street, and eventually uh, uh, the government had, uh, I mean, a few key members had to resign mm. uh, until we saw a couple of days ago, uh, you know, the president also is, 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 uh, is under pressure to resign. So, therefore, you have... A, on top of the debt being unsustainable, you also have a problem of uh, who are your counterparts? Can you actually negotiate an agreement that will be 
uh, that will have people to execute it, right? In the case of Sri Lanka, uh, I think that half of the, the, the ministers have, have, have uh, had to resign, so there's no... Um, perhaps they will need to have a, mm. you know, a new parliament in place, so you need to have the necessary uh, condition in order to execute the program, right? So, well, But that's, that's interesting because uh, some of us would have thought that being a member of the IMF and being perceived as a land of last resort, if a country is in such dark fiscal straits, this is where the IMF would probably come up with a, an emergency relief package to, 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 to prevent them from imploding. But you're, you're basically not doing that. So that 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 I, I I'm not sure if it's because I have a wrong perception of the IMF or whether it's because their contribution is so small that they are not entitled to so much. So based on where they are, you can't give them anything. You've seen during the pandemic that uh, this is exactly what we've done, right? I think for a lot of countries, uh, the only uh, source of financing that re- they receive in 2020 uh, was from you know either the rapid credit facility or the, the rapid uh, uh, financing instrument, uh, basically emergency financing because of, of the conditions. Um, in the case of Sri Lanka, um, it's pretty clear that the the needs are structural in nature, right? And uh, that's, that's the first thing. So injecting a billion dollars, I mean, I, I don't even know what's, what's the size of, of access that they have, will not solve the problem. Because it's, it's just going to be burned, uh, you know, uh, uh, for a couple of months, and they will need to be an, another another injection, right? Mm. But I think this is um, it's like uh, uh, I think I made that point before. It's, we are almost like a, a credit union for countries. This is revolving money, right? We need to be able to lend in such a way, a way that the money is paid back, mm. because. Uh, when there is another crisis, it will be important that other members can find money in, in the mm. pot, right? It, these are not crimes. It's true, but people accuse the IMF of being selective. For example, when Greece had a major problem a few years back, the, the fund bent over backwards to give them much more money than they would typically give a non-European country. A lot of people felt it was because Greeks being a member of the EU, the Eurozone, they didn't want to risk contagion. So... They give Greece much more money than its fiscals would typically entitle them. But Sri Lanka or whichever country, you are not in Europe, so you are not. So basically, that's the accusation that you are, you are very selective in how you support, how you choose to support countries based on how close they are to Europe and America. I mean, I would not say that. That's you know, I I, I don't think that first is the it's not the same uh, situation, and you know, in in the in the case of Sri Lanka. Um, uh, I think behind closed doors, you know, we've been signaling for the longest time that, look, at, at this pace, uh, you, you will need to address the situation a, a bit a bit faster. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, uh, that's not the, the direction that was taken. Uh, and therefore, uh, you know, the country was, was put in a corner and, you know, to a point where it was no longer possible to to just disperse the money when they needed it, right? But I think we are, I believe, on record to, uh, you know, indicate to, to the policymakers that the pace at which things are going is, is really not right. We, we should better work on this, on this, on this right now. So uh, that's the first thing. I think in the case of Greece, you know, I don't recall the details of, of uh, their engagement, but you were... Something that is quite important when when you go uh, uh, you make a program request, and that I think at the time was uh, taken into consideration by the fund, is the potential for spillover beyond just the country. And I think the discussions uh, around the, dis- the, the, the the program that we had with, with Greece had far-reaching implication for the European Union and and for the world because if if we take it as a block. Uh, you know, this is one of the, the as a block, right? One, one of the biggest economy. Uh, but that's the, the point world. I'm making. That but Greece is the third largest borrower uh, from the what, IMF. What yet, when, saying, when, I'm no. just saying that the, the, the fund doesn't treat 
it's not fair. You 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 choose how to support countries based on the 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 the, the, the I won't use the word whim, but basically based on how the power b- brokers in the fund feel about countries. I think in both countries we were willing to lend, right? I, I okay. think the the question is not whether uh, whether or not we want to lend to to Sri Lanka. We want mm-hmm. to lend to Sri Lanka, but we've passed. We've passed uh, a point where certain policies have to kick in, mm-hmm. right? Uh, in Greece, we also were willing to lend, but they had to to take you know very drastic uh, uh, measures, right? To 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 get it. it it's not like this was a free program where uh, mm. you know you just take the money and run. Because if if I follow you uh, correctly, mm. you you think that this is what should be happening with Sri Lanka. What we're saying is. Uh, it's important to have a package in place, just like we had a package of reforms. In, in I don't think that the Greek saw that program as one that was favoring them, right? So, uh, you know, as you mentioned, no, no, I'm not saying I'm, I'm not saying yeah. that I'm not saying you should give so, Sri Lanka the same money you gave Greece. I'm just saying that the 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 level of Greece's debt to you, they are the third at the time, apart from Ukraine and Argentina, Greece owed IMF the most money. They were in dire economic straits, but it's they were a, able a, to get... It's a bigger the, the, economy. It's a bigger economy. So we land in proportion of, of the size I of see. the country. I, I mean, you know, we won't, we won't give... Uh, if uh, Sri Lanka's economy has, uh, I don't know, $100 billion size, we won't lend the same amount as, as we did in Greece, I think, which was, what, $50 billion? So that means Sri Lanka's need is even smaller. If, if, if Sri Lanka's a smaller economy... Anyway, I'm not pushing. This is really what people have said, but no problem. Let's come back to Ghana's situation. So the, the view is that this may take time. We've had a first meeting. Do you give yourself the next date? So, for example, the team left yesterday, which is July 13. Do we already know when they are coming back, or that depends on what happens? Um, uh, the answer is, is is no. We we don't know uh, yet. Um, we uh, we had uh, really constructive uh, uh, meetings, uh, really good cooperation with uh, with uh, the staff at both the Ministry of Finance and and. Uh, and uh, the central bank. Okay. Uh, we made uh, important progress in in really understanding uh, the economic situation, mm-hmm. um, and also uh, starting to talk about you know what needs to happen between now and the time when uh, an IMF program is is, is agreed. Mm-hmm. But also, what could be just broadly the elements of of uh, of, of that IMF program in terms of what, what needs to change in the structure of, of the Ghanaian economy. Of course, this was informed by the enhanced uh, domestic program that uh, uh, the Minister of Finance is, is, is working on. Mm-hmm. But, I, you know, I see a lot of uh, expectations that, uh, you know, these negotiations need to happen fast. Mm-hmm. But let, let me just bring you back to the last program uh, with Ghana, mm-hmm. the extended credit facility that was signed in, in, in 2015. Mm-hmm. We received the call uh, or the request uh, for a program, uh, I think, in early August uh, 2014. Mm-hmm. And it's only in April uh, 2015 that the program was, was agreed by our board, right? So it, it gives you, yeah. you know, it gives you a sense of, of uh, how much work uh, needs to go uh, into this. So that's seven to eight months, uh, more or seven less. Seven to eight months. Seven to eight months more. Wow. So I, I think that's, that's, mm. uh, it, it gives you just, uh, what I'm trying to say is that mm-hmm. we don't expect that we'll get the deal next month, right? There's still some, some, some work to do. Uh-huh. And, um, what, what is agreed on is, of course, to continue to work. Uh-huh. You know, uh, my colleagues uh, went back to Washington, but in the coming weeks, we'll still be having some uh, virtual mm. discussions. Um, in a couple of weeks, there will be teams, uh, experts coming here to mm. work on you know, public financial management, look at the tax policy, uh, uh, an overview of the tax policy, um, in, wow. in various, various other, other, other sectors of, of, uh, of, uh, of the economy. Um, mm. We also have additional data of course that we need to uh, to gather and mm. to analyze so it it, it it takes time i see but i think that 
the the next milestone for us mm. without putting a date right is once we have a sense that we have a good enough uh, grasp of you know the situation and also the policies that uh, need to be put in place mm-hmm. we put together the first uh, what we call the policy note mm. it's like our mandate within the institution mm. of what we should be doing to address the situation mm. so as a team we put together this document and uh, we we have what we call a policy consultation meeting internally mm. where departments or experts within the institution challenge us or challenge our assumptions and the policy that we've agreed or we, we think could work i mm. should say uh based on their experience in in other member countries and we have Mm. 190 members we've, mm. we've, we've been doing that for quite some time so mm-hmm. um, it's important that whatever we recommend is, is really but just tested. to go back quick to something yeah. uh, Maxwell Akalari of the Daily Graphics yesterday wrote a story which I just want to comment so his story basically says that the talks came to an end with debt and arrears accumulation emerging as the most contentious issues is he correct? Uh, no, I, 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 unfortunately not. I, I don't think that there was anything contentious. Uh, we know, we know that debt, uh, is an important, uh, uh, part of, of, mm. uh, you know, will be an important part of this program. Uh-huh. But I, I would not say anything was contentious. I think that, uh, uh, you know, so the you, you, you disagree the word contentious, but I think his point was that the two, so maybe let me rephrase. Mm-hmm. The two most important sets of data that need to be properly reconciled will be debt and arrears. I mean, rightfully so. No, I, I think that uh, the, the challenge when you know uh, you run uh, uh, you know an economy mm. like Ghana, you of course have a central government, right? And I think for central government. We have, a, a, I think, a close to, let's say, very accurate view of, of what are the liabilities. Mm-hmm. But I think that when you go outside of, of, of central government, and even sometimes within central government, when you go into, you know, MDAs, th- there may be other other liabilities or arrears or unpaid bills that, that we, we need to work on. I will, let, I will not say that this is contentious. This is just a work that, that, uh, that has to be done. Right, so mm. um, this is part of the process. I, I don't think that uh, I have to say this was a very smooth uh, mission. Right, mm. we work extremely hard mm. on both sides, and uh, you know, both sides. I mean, the authorities or the technical staff re- very, very forthcoming. Mm. So you know, they, there was really no such thing as uh, this was not disclosed and so forth. I think we have a, we have a. I would say. A good view at ninety percent of 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 potentially the liabilities that are out, uh, out there, right? Mm. But we still need to to uh, be sure that we've been. Uh, Is the IMF does the IMF not have any emotional issues with the finance minister's posture before? Because in the news he he he, missed, he we've heard him many times that he said we wouldn't go for an IMF program and he didn't think it was good for us. So when the team met, he was there. We, we don't. Can you share? We don't work with emotions. Uh, I, I think that we are we are uh, highly trained uh, professionals. We understand uh, the politics. I, I think that. I mean, that's why I'm, I'm I'm here. And I think throughout this episode, you've not heard anything. Uh, you know, any pronouncement from from us, right? So, you know, we understood exactly what was happening. You didn't take it personal. It's never personal. It's never personal. It's never personal. But is there a way in which the domestic politics makes the work harder? Um. I think when you take such a decision, right, after, uh, I mean, when you take such a U-turn, I believe that uh, you need to work really hard internally mm. to bring back or to bring, you know, bring along your, your, your um, uh, you know, your government or, you know, people that have followed you in, 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 uh, in uh, this pronouncement that, look, we not go to the IMF. So you need really to do a lot of explanation and explaining, I should say. So I have no doubt about that. But I think something that was really uh, reassuring when we met the, the finance committee, right? That was uh, yesterday. That was, uh, no, that, Tuesday. No, that was Tuesday. Mm. Tuesday at, at I think, uh, 4 p.m. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, the the member of of parliament, uh, members of parliament for for um, you know the the NPP gave us the assurance that uh, now that they've they've made that decision, they are fully on board and they will give their best for it to be a success. So I, I, to me, that was that what did was, the NDC members say? I mean, of course they they will um, they understand, and I think that was also uh, quite uh, um, uh, you know good to see. They understand the, the the nature of of the problem, right? So they will want it to be solved, and if they believe that uh, a program is is um, is uh, the best way to do it, of course they'll support it. And I think they uh, in that meeting um, mentioned again. The statement by uh, the former uh, 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 president that it was in support of a program. So we know, right? Given the the context we are in, uh, this this bipartisan support uh, is crucial. If 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 you know we we were to have a successful uh, mm. way forward, so you know that's that's all that that's important. So that the, the meeting in parliament was was positive, although the emphasis. From the NDC MPs, obviously different from the NDC MPs. The emphasis in terms of, because they've said that they think that the government mismanaged the COVID expenditure, for example, and I'm sure they pointed that out to you in the meeting that they would ask you to scrutinize that. We we have our you know due diligence. We have a you know a, a tested uh, uh, approach to to these issues. You know, we uh, we won't diverge from that. Uh, but uh, I think we are fairly confident that uh, uh, you know we will eventually reach a deal that that is uh, first helpful in terms of uh, mm. restoring macroeconomic stability that that yeah. has been lost, mm. but also you know anchoring uh, uh, yeah. that sustainability. Right. Yeah. So that's that's uh, that, that's what's critical. A few other things in the lead up to this meeting, organized labor has been agitating quite seriously. As we know, four teacher unions are on strike. Senior staff of Ghana's universities have joined the strike. Doctors and nurses have threatened to do the same. The Ministry of Employment and Ministry of Finance is meeting organized labor to try and avert a total grinding to a halt of the public sector. What, I mean, it obviously complicates the, the, the missions. It where does, it, it does, it does. And, uh, you know, I, I start by, uh, you know, um, Kind of empathizing with, with uh, you know all these social aspect that that is 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 is, is legitimate, right? Uh, you know, I, I think that um, there is a, it's critical to have uh, uh, you know a process to to build consensus around a program to be successful. Uh, I may recall that uh, in the last program, um, even before the request, there was kind of uh, a wide uh, uh, consultation, I, I think the, the, the century consensus, you know, with various parts of the economy, I think labor, um, civil society, to to agree on what was important, but also, mm-hmm. I guess, to indicate and acknowledge that the situation was difficult. Mm. Uh, you know, so it's important that for this uh Program requests as well, and mm-hmm. I, that that will really be a really a strong call. Mm-hmm. That there is a way uh, to have you know broad consultations, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think we 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 also flagged that in our press release uh, uh, yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it's important to, to as a country to decide what are the priorities, what mm. are the sacrifices that that need to happen, what what kind of of accountability, mm. right? Also, also need to be in place. Um, we really see that as as uh, critical mm. to to be able to deliver and and turn around uh, the situation. So mm. um, that that would be uh, that would be a positive way forward. But are you concerned about how organized labor doesn't seem to generally trust the IMF, which is why almost all the labor groups, in fact, the TUC said they didn't want us to go on an IMF program. They still don't think it's a good idea. And it seems as if the announcement, of course, the inflation and everything was high, but it seems as if the announcement of the IMF meeting program has almost always, almost as if it's, it's whipped the labor unions into action into to say, we need you to give us our cola now because we think that after the, these guys come in, there's no way you're going to 
increase anything for us? I think a 30% uh, inflation is, is a high enough incentive to, to, uh, to be more force, forceful in, in you know, mm. uh, requesting for uh, an improvement in the cost of, of living allowance. So, you know, I don't necessarily put that, uh, uh, you know, I'm not too sure that that's, that was the trigger, right? You don't you think know, so? We've, we've, seen, we've seen late last year, right? We've seen already... Uh, some uh was it uh, i think the teachers right last yeah. year they had to 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 stop uh that was utah utah went Utah's on strike yes. yes so that was even before we, we you know there was any talk of of a program so i will not yeah i don't necessarily see a correlation here yes of course um i've heard you know several mentions of of the fact that typically under an imf pro- a program with the imf i should say um you have wage freeze and and so forth, but we agree on an envelope. We don't, you know, we don't necessarily put uh, conditions on on the wage bill, and within an envelope, you know. But we know what there'll, that be, means. there'll be some. Let, let me finish <laughs> on this point. There'll be some some sacrifice, but I think yeah. something that we we uh, we make a point of of achieving mm. is to safeguard social spending, right? We need to carve a space for programs like LEAP, for programs that, you know, are effective in, in protecting uh, the most vulnerable. I think that that's, that's non-negotiable. And during yeah. this mission, we start doing our homework on that, on that front, you know, talking uh-huh. to UNICEF, talking to the World Bank, talking to, you know, uh, development partners that are very active in, in that field, just, yeah. just to gather additional knowledge. But this is something that going forward, Mm. Uh, during our discussion, we'll be yeah. make we'll be sure we'll make sure that we yeah. we cover but that. Certainly, space. one contentious point is social spending programs, and the government has been at pains to say that they would not cancel free SHS, which is a large expenditure item. Again, they've been ha- they've been forced to say that a bit louder before your meeting because there's a view that some of the expenditures are, 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 are. I'm not going to do this. I'm just asking. Like yeah. they, so some people feel that. These, because we know the IMF policy basket, we know that yeah. it's either an EFF or an ECF, and you have a, yes. a long history sure, of what you sure. prescribe. So it's not as if you are going to create a new solution that much. So my point is that when things like free SHS, the ministers come out and preemptively say free SHS will not be touched. Again, how does that affect? Because you are now trying to ascertain the problem, and yeah. yet the government is being forced to tell citizens that free SHS is not going to go, this is not going to go. Now, you know, two things. The first, it's 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 important to uh, to um, to say that uh, you know, free SHS is 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 uh, is is a, is a, is a re- revolutionary policy, mm-hmm. right? So why cancel it? So it, it to me, I, I don't even you know, it's not even clear why that conversation. It doesn't mean that it's perfectly sustainable and efficient now. So. So that's a different conversation. But as for the policy, I really don't see why it needs to be cancelled. I mean, secondary education, as we know, and we've seen for, for, for a lot of studies, is, is correlated with uh, a better uh, economic development path, right? So to me, there's no debate on whether the policy, uh, uh, you know, needs to stay. The debate is more on, you know, how do we make it sustainable and how do we make sure that uh, we achieve efficiency gains there? Mm. And, and I think, as in any 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 negotiation, it, it's you know I would say it's good to go with uh, uh, you know really an open mind about about this thing. So we've we've just getting started, right? Mm. And I think that uh, in terms of taking a second look at where are the leakages, are we achieving uh, 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 the impact that we want? We really need to. You know, allow ourselves to think through everything, and mm. and there and decide, okay, where do we draw the line, and uh, the line will not be on 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 cancelling the free SHS. Mm. That that, yeah. that just a final happen. point. I know you've stayed for a long time, and thank you so much for your time. The, the, a, a group did a debt sustainability analysis of Ghana for the past twenty years, and I think the main point there is that since two thousand and seven, Ghana has started taking on more expensive debt, and they are talking about going to the capital markets, the international bond market, we've borrowed almost $13 billion from, from that, that, that type of borrowing. I mean, 20 years ago, most of our debts were from Paris Club, much more responsible lending. I mean, and I'm asking as a general question, doesn't, does the IMF not worry 
about the, the nature of debt countries like Ghana take on, whether it's sustainable for them. Because at, at the end of the day, if you, are, if you are borrowing from countries on a bilateral level or you are borrowing from international multilateral lenders, it's not that bad. But if you go to the bond market, you don't know who is even behind the money and you're having to pay close to double-digit rates. I mean, isn't the IMF as an institution concerned about these forays into the, 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 the bond market generally? I mean, first, I mean, I, I guess the first thing is why, I mean, why s- some countries are, are, are tapping the bond market. I don't think it's a bad thing per se, um, because mm. the, the av- availability of, of uh, funds from bilateral sources uh, is not what it used to be, right? And as, as you grow and you reach uh, a middle income level, those those source of funding may may not be there, right? Mm. So, therefore, in my view, the question is more on um, how much, right? How much uh, uh, do you need to borrow from these alternative sources, and uh, what is the use of fund that that you make with with uh, you know the money that you raise from from the eurobond market, right? So it's it's more a question of how much debt. Or commercial debt is good, and uh, what's the use of funds uh, in order to repay that, right? So, but these these markets are there for a reason, and uh, you know, given the infrastructure, (laughs) given the infrastructure needs of of our countries and development need, you cannot possibly think that our countries. I mean, when I say our countries in, in in Africa. Uh, can develop just on the basis of of of, of but don't we, don't we need more things like the Asian Development Bank, African Development Bank to be stronger because they seem to do more responsible lending than simply. The, and I'm, this, these questions I'm asking are not even related to Ghana necessarily because you work with the IMF and you're an ex- a senior economist there. So my concern with the IMF is that you don't seem to see anything wrong with these forays by resource-intensive countries into these bond markets, which essentially have Destroyed countries. They have destroyed. I mean, I, mean, I, I, would, I, I will not be. I will not be so categorical. I think it's, it's the it's the quantum, right? It's how much debt uh, you you take, right? So, but I agree with you that uh, uh, strengthening the African Development Bank will be uh, will be uh, uh, will be great. I, and I think there's there's some work there. Uh, I'm not. Sure. I think you covered. Uh, their um, yeah, yeah. annual meetings, uh, and, was, you know. Yeah, we're there. Yeah, so you know, uh, there were a lot of conversations around how to increase uh, uh, their firepower, and and hopefully uh, this this uh, I hope this will be successful, because I agree that short of of you know raising bilateral financing, uh, raising financing from mm. regional banks like uh, AFTB. Is, is is the next next best thing, right? Or or it's the first best thing, I should say. Mm. Um, but again, you know, I I, w- I want I don't want to um, to portray the eurobond market as as this heavy. I mean, you have countries like let's say Senegal or Benin, right? Uh, that have really good uh, credit ratings. They issue an eurobond once every I don't know two three years, and it's not a problem for them. Right. So, again, what's the use of funds that are raised that are, you know, if you raise a, a bond at 4 percent or 5 percent interest rate like like Senegal, are you creating a return that is big enough? That's the real question. I mean, for Ghana, it's ob- it was obviously a bit a bit higher, but there is also a way to improve your your the interest rate that you pay you pay. Right. So and this 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 uh, this is done to how much um uh, fiscally uh, 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 good, your, your, I mean, how much, how good are, are your, your your public finance, right? I think mm. that you have a strong correlation between mm. how much debt, how much deficit you have, with h- how big is the I interest see. rate that you pay. Before you go, some people are wondering how close we are to Sri Lanka <laughs> in Ghana's situation, based on what you've seen about the the our numbers. Are no, we? I, I think it's a dangerous parallel to make. I, I think. Uh, um, you know, we. Uh, I think it was the right decision to uh, to uh, to uh, and a very brave decision. Let, let, let me say it right. You know, 
to reverse course and and uh, and, and you know come come uh, to the fund. Mm. Uh, we are really committed to uh, to make it work, mm. and uh, you know. Uh, I don't want to draw any parallel with uh, a situation that is very, very uh, painful. So we came at the right time, and you don't think we will get there? That's not the expectation, not at all, I not see. at all, right? I, I think we, we, we... I think that's heartwarming. I think people needed to hear that, that maybe the, the fact that it was a difficult decision but was taken on a timely basis means that maybe much more evil can be averted. So that's a good thing. Hopefully, there, when there, it, there, 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 there are a lot of things that need to happen. Uh, between now and and, and the mm. deal, and um, I saw yesterday uh, uh, another really good article by Bright Simon yeah. S- Simons, and you know, uh, before the first money uh, actually, uh, you know, we, we, we bring the first dollar. There are a lot of things that, that have yeah, to happen. Yeah, I think it's a lot of hard work. To, to Thank you. You're, you're a busy man, so to even allow one hour here, I appreciate it. Thank you very much, Doctor Albertuna Mama. Uh, I'm not even sure he has one hour to spend teaching his kids homework. <laughs> so thank you for answering all our questions on the show. Uh, we wish you well, and hopefully if there's any new information you want to put across, we'll be happy to receive it.